I hope you believe that even though you have made countless mistakes in your life, you would no longer believe that you are one. Because you are not your mistakes. And you are not a mistake. Hello beautiful people and welcome back to another episode on the Good Life Podcast with me, Noor. You know, thank you so much for joining me in another beautiful and soulful episode. And I hope you are doing well. You know, we definitely truly do appreciate your time and your effort in listening to the episodes week after week. We definitely do appreciate you investing your time and committing to your self-development and you know don't forget to also give us a follow on whichever podcast platform that you're listening this from to get the notification on the episode releases and you know it would also be so great if you could also give us a good review as well which would definitely help to bump us up in the podcast charts and so that more people would get to hear the podcast channel as well so let's get into today's episode so i want you to think about this right you know have you been in situations where you know you've done so much but you know nothing ever seems good enough for you Or, you know, you've read all the positive affirmations, you know, thinking about positive things, you know, but still deep down left feeling not good enough. Or, you know, you seem to be constantly reminded by this voice within that tells you that you are not good enough, that you have made too many bad choices, committed way too many sins, you know, too many mistakes to even give yourself another chance of repentance and hope. Do you feel so disgusted and disappointed with a person that's looking back at you in the mirror? Do you feel like, you know, you are the cause of everything bad that happens to you? Are you placing your worth on things that don't matter? You know, like the number of likes you're getting on social media, the amount of money you made, the success of your relationships, the jobs you have, the house that you live in, the clothes that you wear, or even the cars that you drive, right? Do you start thinking obsessively about what others think about you? And, you know, also carefully thinking about what you do or what you say, just so that you could fit in and be like everyone else, just so that you won't feel so alone? Are you constantly asking yourself, is this life I am living enough? And if so, why do I still not feel enough? Do you feel like your dreams that you have about yourself are like slowly fading away? So, you know, if you are going through this right now, It can leave you feeling very defeated and very frustrated with your own life, you know, because you start questioning your existence and your worth. You know, you start living your life filled with masks, burying your secrets and true self even deeper and wallowing in self-pity and doubt. So, you know, what's going on right there, right? Why do you keep feeling this way? Why do you keep thinking this way? So, you know, today we're going to be talking about why is it that you keep feeling that you are not good enough, that you are not worthy enough. And, you know, we're going to be exploring on what you can do 
to change this around. So you know, one of the things that I would like to invite you to think about is to think about one of the main negative thoughts that usually comes up when you are feeling vulnerable, emotional, hurt, and in pain, right? So what is that thought that keeps telling you the not so nice things about yourself? You know, it could be I am not smart enough. You know, it could be I am not beautiful enough. I am not worthy of being loved by anyone. I am broken. My voice doesn't matter, right? So I want you to really think about this. You know, about the negative thought that keeps putting you down time and time again. And never wanting you to get back up. So you know, I want you to use a couple of minutes to just think about it and write it down. Right, just one of them. And you know, you can press the pause button and think about this before we actually move on. So you know, once you've gotten that thought written down, I I want to share with you, you know, some results based on a poll that was done on people who shared their self-critical beliefs, and you know, some of the common and popular ones that came up include, you know, I am not good enough for anyone to love me. I have committed way too many mistakes to even fix myself. I don't have what it takes to be as successful as others. I am weird and I don't fit in anywhere. I am weak. I am not beautiful enough to date them. You know, and if people really knew me deep inside, they wouldn't like me. Or you know, everyone leaves me eventually. I am a failure. I am broken and damaged goods. So you know, if you said, "Oh my God, me too," on those thoughts and beliefs, then you know you are not alone. And what this shows is actually the common thoughts of shame. You know, where people commonly expressed similar feelings of humiliation, um, inadequacy, and failure, right? And you know, shame is at the root of everything that keeps us stagnant. That keeps us sick. You know, that keeps us feeling so broken on the inside. And you know, it is so important for us to remember that shame and guilt are two completely different, you know, emotional processes. So guilt is actually a healthy emotion that can be tied to motivation and growth, whereas shame it's counterproductive. It is insidious, you know. It grows inside of us, spreading its roots deep into our very souls, and it stays buried within, penetrating every thought, every conversation, every relationship, and every experience that we have. So shame results from actually seeing ourselves as a bad or inadequate person. Right. So one way of knowing and seeing if you are actually feeling guilt or shame is, I want you to observe the way you are talking to yourself and feeling about yourself. Right? Do you say I am bad, or do you say I feel bad? Because guilt is I feel bad, and shame is I am bad. So you know, I often hear people you know combine these two emotions in one enmeshed sentence that sounds something like you know I have a ton of guilt and shame, but you know which one is it? You know you may be experiencing both, but more often than not, 
you know, one is more pervasive than the other, right? So, you know, to feel guilty would lead us to want to make changes in our life, but still have enough self-efficacy, you know, to know what we can. But, you know, shame would actually lead us to feel incapable of growth and change. You know, shame leads to the narratives that sound similar to, this is just who I am, you know, how I am or what I am. And therefore, you actually allow yourself to remain stuck wherever you're at, right? You know, so these finite and labeling narratives are at the core of everything that can keep you feeling stagnant, unworthy and incapable. So every one of us is familiar with that nagging inner critique that actually kicks us when we're down and doubts us when we're up. But it doesn't have to remain that way, right? It doesn't have to keep us down, holding us down from, you know, healing and actually chasing our dreams. So, you know that self-critical belief that, you know, I had asked you to write down earlier. So, that is what we call the shame narrative. And, you know, that shame narrative is not what we want to let go of, but to walk through it right? Because we first have to acknowledge it, acknowledge that it is there, it is present, you know, it's something that we're thinking about and feeling about. And then it's about accepting it for what it is. And it's not about quickly, you know, changing it into something else, but seeing it for what it truly is. And finally, it is about challenging it, right? It is about, you know, to be able to extract the truth from them. You know, for instance, the belief of, I am unlovable. So what are the facts to support your claim that you are unlovable? Is this something that has been told to you? Or you've been telling yourself, or both, right? So what are the specific evidence that backs this up? And, you know, most of the time, it's usually because of someone that you trusted that has hurt you, that has betrayed you, that has abandoned you. And, you know, sometimes it could go all the way back to your childhood years. You know, excessively self-critical thoughts may often have their roots in negative experiences with caregivers in childhood. So, you know, there have been studies that have been shown on, um, you know, relationships and the attachments formed between parents and other primary caregivers. It actually shows that the earliest bonds in life often have a significant effect on a person's future relationships as well as a person's sense of self. So, you know, when parents give children autonomy, you know, encouraging them to attempt things for themselves and actually allowing them to make mistakes without censure or without judgment, right? Children are more likely to develop self-confidence and grow up with a sense of security regarding their own choices. Whereas, you know, if you were to see an authoritarian parenting styles, which may be controlling and, you know, marked by rigidity, it may have the effect of fostering negative self-perceptions and a low sense of self-worth in children. So, you know, when children feel rejected by their own parents, you know, and they are not treated with warmth and compassion, or they find themselves in situations where they are frequently criticized, right? They may be more likely, you know, to grow up overcritical of both themselves and others as well. 
right? So as we grow, you know, into adulthood, right? It is not what happened to us as children that actually most affects us, but how we made sense of what happened to us, right? So making sense of our self-perceptions can mean having to face the things that hurt us as children, right? But once we recognize this enemy within us, we can actually learn to separate from it, detach from those experiences, and, you know, to take on a more compassionate and realistic point of view. So, you know, we can therefore feel, really feel the pain of our childhood, right? And make sense of our stories, which is something that is important because we need to validate the experiences, our stories and the emotions that we've gone through and are going through right now. And, you know, it is much easier to uncover who we really are and, you know, accomplish what we really want in life when we are aware of all these mental narratives and stories that's going on within us, right? And, you know, we are then put in a better position, you know, to combat this critical inner voice that's going on within us, right? So, you know, I would like to invite you to write down who or what made you believe that way about yourself, right? And, you know, this is such an important reflection exercise to understand yourself on a deeper level, you know, the source of those beliefs about yourself. And, you know, once you do understand those beliefs better, the next step is to change those narratives, right? To separate yourself from the shame narrative, and actively take matters into your own hands to change. You know, it is not about labeling yourself as something and then blindly believing it to be true. You know, as the saying goes, if you are looking for evidence that you are not enough, you will eventually find it, right? But on the other hand, if you look for evidence that you are absolutely enough, that you are worthy of, you know, so much love and acceptance, just like any other human being, then you will find that too, right? So it is about understanding that, you know, these shame narratives that you keep repeating to yourself is not serving you anymore. In fact, it is making you feel stuck. It is keeping you stuck. It is keeping you isolated. It is keeping you in a dark hole that is impenetrable, right? Unless you actually start to shed some light on it, right? And, you know, if you are used to saying, I am a people pleaser, so you could substitute it with something like this, you know, I have never leaned into the discomfort of setting healthy boundaries for myself because I was unwilling to look at what was blocking me from setting boundaries. Or, you know, if you're used to saying, I am bad at commitments, right? Then substitute it with something like, no, you know, I just had a ton of pain that I hadn't dealt with properly that, you know, was keeping me, you know, to be present in the relationships, you know, so... Do you see how, you know, the narratives have been positively changed, you know, to not define you as a problem, which is what shame does, but to look at what unhealthy behaviors that you need to unlearn and relearn for yourself. Because the only way to address shame is to walk through it, not around it. 
you know, the goal is not to numb out the things and difficult emotions that you don't want to face. The goal is not to live in a comfortable world and to just live a mediocre life. The goal is not to wait around for someone to come rescue you and fix your wounds for you. But the goal is to lean into that discomfort and to stare at those areas of lack and to grow sick and tired of the things that frustrate you, the things that keep telling you and making you feel like you are not good enough, right? You know, it is not enough to just say that you are sick and tired of being sick and tired, but it is about being proactive in getting yourself out there to get the help that you need to move forward in your own life, right? And to unlearn all those unhealthy habits and belief systems that you keep operating on, you know, which keeps you going back into the cycle of pain, shame, anger, and disappointment, right? Because that proactiveness and willingness to do something about your current situation is going to push you towards change, you know, actual impactful change. And, you know, that energy that you consciously put towards change is the only way you're going to get yourself out of whatever position and feeling that you're feeling right now, you know, whatever thoughts that you have about yourself right now right? You know those fears that you have within you, those negative thoughts that are often ruminating in your mind, you know, all those insecurities that you have within you, all these things within you, you know, that are making you feel uncomfortable and, you know, feeling that pain and hurt within you are the very things that, you know, you need to allow yourself to face and not to run from right? You know, we tend to want to suppress and distract ourselves, you know, from the moments, the emotions that become too hard to handle, or, you know, those moments and experiences that seem somewhat unfamiliar to our minds. But the thing is that, you know, emotions carry energy. And, you know, the energy stored within doesn't magically disappear if it is not converted into something else. You know, it just gets built up within, right? You know those moments when your stomach feels all knotted up, you know, your palms get sweaty, your heart starts beating faster, you start, you know, losing focus on the things that you're doing right now. So, you know, those are the physical signs that you feel when something on the emotional and mental level is going through something, right? And that is your call for action. You need to really listen to all those cues and do something about it. So, you know, one of the things that, you know, I practice a lot with my clients is mindfulness, right? Is to allow yourself to sit in the moments of stillness. Silence the world around you so that you can just hear all those voices within. What are you hearing right now? Is it anger? Is it disappointment? Is it shame? Is it frustration? What are you hearing right now? And I want you to give yourself the opportunity to lean into that discomfort, right? You know, start having those uncomfortable discussions with yourself about who you are and how you got here. Start surrounding yourself with people who are willing to help you find a new way to seeing life. Start surrounding yourself with people 
who can help you speak your truth. Because you know, the more you allow yourself to tell your survival story, the more you are able to connect your story with others, and the more shame goes away. Because you know, the only way to walk through shame is by connection, right? And you know, you can't do this on your own, and you don't have to do this on your own. So. You gotta be honest with yourself, right? You gotta tell on yourself. You gotta tell on your shame, you know. And when you allow yourself to go into that space, that powerful realization space, that's when you can start feeling that shift within. From why is this happening to me? Why me? To why not me? Right. And you know another important tip is this. Is to stop falsely advertising yourself on social media, right? Because it doesn't help with shame. It actually makes it worse. You know, we often construct a double life for ourselves. You know, by promoting this fairy tale-ish and you know perfect life on social media. You know, whether it's photos or videos of you traveling somewhere. You know, in your perfect relationship, working out, and so on, right? So you know, social media—it is a wonderful and great tool to help you to learn and to connect with others out there. But you need to know your intent of posting on social media and just being on social media, right? Because social media is an insidious way for us to deepen our shame and disconnect ourselves from our peers. You know, especially if you aren't in a good place right now. And by being on social media, you know, seeing other people's perceived successes, and that makes you feel more disappointed and ashamed of your own life. Then you know it is a red flag, right? It is a huge sign that you need to get off it and give yourself some time and space to process all these emotions that you're feeling right now. You know, you gotta put for yourself that personal boundary. Because you need to protect your energy, you know, and be surrounded by things and people that will uplift you and not deepen your shame, right? But if you are genuinely feeling good about yourself and you sincerely want to share that with the world, then do it. You know, it's awesome, right? But if you're posting and just being on it to mask your shame, to escape from something, then know this: it doesn't work, right? So. You gotta be honest with yourself, you know, on why you are using that platform. So, you know, the thing about shame that you need to know is that every single human being, right, even people who have come from intact and non-dysfunctional families, people with no significant trauma or you know no major significant negative experiences, even those people. Would still have these negative, self-critical, and you know, self-judgmental thoughts about the self, right? Which only goes to show that this is part of the human experience. Everyone, literally every single person, experiences some form of shame. So you know, you are not alone if you are feeling this way, because shame can be dealt with, right? You cannot shame yourself into growth. But you can turn shame into growth. You know, dealing with shame is not 
connecting with our perfections, but it is about connecting with our imperfections. And you know, it is in the space of imperfections that helps us to understand our uniqueness better. You will only feel enough when you stop seeking outside of yourself and start getting comfortable in your own skin and in your own mind, right? So it is about practicing self-kindness over self-judgment. It is about practicing a sense of common humanity, you know, where you recognize that humans are imperfect, that all people will go through some form of failure, make mistakes, you know, and have major life changes that they have to go through, right? And choosing that, choosing humanity over isolation, where you feel like you are the only one in the world that is going through pain, that nobody understands you, which therefore, you know, leads you in this behavior where you socially isolate yourself from the rest of the world. And it is about choosing to practice mindfulness over over-identification, right? You know, it is where you are being aware of your painful experiences in a balanced way that neither ignores or avoids nor, you know, exaggerates painful thoughts and emotions. Mindfulness, you know, in the context of self-compassion involves reminding yourself that it is okay to not be perfect, you know, and even asking yourself when you're going through emotional pain, asking yourself, what can I do to take care of myself right now, right? And this is something that helps to reduce self-blame and it lessens the egocentric feelings of isolation, right? So, you know, I hope that, you know, today's episode has given you a better insight on the reasons as to why, you know, we feel that we are not worthy and good enough. And, you know, the ways that we can actually look into to work on that, right? Because these are all traits and behaviors that have been learned over the years through the experiences that we go through, through the people that we meet. And with any behavioral trait, it can be unlearned and relearned. And you can use this as an amazing opportunity, you know, to transform yourself into something that is huge, to transform, you know, the pain that you go through into amazing growth, right? And I want you to remember this. You are good enough and you do deserve better. And I hope that, you know, through this self-introspection episode, you would realize that you maybe have perhaps been carrying someone else's baggage on your back. You would have perhaps been making other people's opinions your voice. And once you realize this powerful thing, that you are in control of how you want to steer the direction of your own life, that you are in control of your own healing and recovery journey, it will help to open that door of freedom for you. It provides, you know, that path to hope, healing and understanding. And it opens more and more windows of opportunities 
to create the life that you want and deserve for yourself, right? And I hope you believe that even though you have made countless mistakes in your life, you would no longer believe that you are one because you are not your mistakes and you are not a mistake. So I genuinely do hope that, you know, today's episode has helped you in your journey of introspection and your beautiful journey of recovery and healing. And, you know, as usual, here's leaving you with a quote to ponder upon. Today, I will trust beyond the borders of what I can see and have the courage to believe in what is greater than me. So thank you so much, you know, our beautiful conscious community again, you know, for tuning in to today's episode and for listening all the way through. You know, if you found this episode beneficial, feel free to actually share it with your loved ones. Right. So um, let's build this, you know, conscious and beautiful community of love and support for one another, because, you know, every single one of your effort and, you know, spreading the love, the support matters. Right. So, you know, if you haven't followed Instagram, please do so. It's the good life underscore podcast. And feel free to let us know what you think about this episode. You know, we love hearing, you know, all your insights that you share with us so you know keep it coming we love reading each and every one of all your comments and all of your insights so take care you guys in the meantime be bold be beautiful and stay the amazing you that you are lots of love